It's not you. You're not wrong in some way, or you're not not meant for success. We just have these parts of us. And the more that you can open yourself up to getting to know yourself as this multifaceted being, there's parts of you that want one thing and parts of you that want another thing. And if you can open yourself up to just having a conversation with these parts of you, just know that you are the one in charge at all times. Just connect with these different parts of you and you'll become a more cohesive, stronger, whole person. And that's super magnetic. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your business? Then welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast, helping home professionals and luxury brands accelerate their success with proven marketing strategies and expert industry practices. Now, here's your host, Darla Powell. Today's episode is brought to you by life and business coach, Desi Creswell. Desi's free five-day focus fix starts next Monday, June 14th on Instagram, you're going to want to tune in at 1.15 p.m. each day at Desi Creswell. That's D-E-S-I-C-R-E-S-W-E-L-L on Instagram. Head on over to DesiCresswell.com slash Focus Fix for more info. Hey there, and welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I'm your host, Darla Jethro Powell. And boy, do we have a show for you today. Anna Swee, a life and business coach, knocks out of the park as we talk about sabotage and a little bonus for you Wingnut Premium listeners we head on over to our zone of genius. And there are some serious aha moments and takeaways there. In fact, I actually was busted doing something that we just talked about from a, let's see, without giving too much away, from a zone of genius mistake kind of standpoint. If you're a Wingnut Premium member, you're going to know what I'm talking about when you hear it. If you're not, head on over to wingnutpremium.com for more information. On the show today, you're going to learn about sabotage, what it is, why we do it. I mean, you guys intuitively might know what it is, but why the hell do we do it? And what can we do to mitigate it? What do we do to mitigate that little shadow, that those little voices that sabotage us from becoming great in our business? And my move to Maryland is a little less sweaty than being in Miami, but I'm still sweating in my podcast studio for those of you who wanted to know, which is nobody. Thank you. <laughs> Before I get into my interview with Anna Swee, y'all know what time it is. It's time for Men in News, Men in News Sesh. Yeah. Okay, you know that Instagram has been doing testing with showing likes, not showing likes. From a peer pressure, mental health kind of point of view, we went over this, uh, I want to say a year ago, when that other co-host was still on the podcast. <laughs> uh, so Instagram has, sometimes you'll notice, you'll see one million likes, one million people have liked this post, or you'll see Darla Powell Susan McNuggets and Jerry Cerruti and others like this post. So they've gotten their feedback, all of the science is in, and they have decided in their wisdom to let you decide when you're posting, do I want to see like counts? Do I want other people to see like counts? Or do I want to keep that hidden? And that is going to be in an option as you're posting on there to choose between either of those. If you have an existing post that you want to hide the like count on, all you have to do is tap that little th those little three dots, those little magical three dots that do so much <laughs> for us. 
and choose select, choose select, and then select hide like count. And you can do this for as many pictures on your grid as you wish. If you're making a new post, all you have to do is tap the advanced settings on the bottom of your, your final editing screen there before you make that bad boy live and then switch hide like view and counts on this post. And then when you post it, no one's going to see how many likes it gets. And they did this because of peer pressure and people feeling bad about themselves getting maybe 50, 100 likes when someone else is getting a thousand likes. Uh, some people aren't really all that wrapped up in that. So I like that they're giving us a choice and they're not mandating that we have to do one or the other. Kudos to you, Instagram. Are you so are you going to choose to hide or do you want people to see your like count? I'd be curious to see what you guys think about that. Shoot me an email to darlet wingnutsocial.com or shoot me a DM or hit us up on our social at wingnutsocial pretty much anywhere. Pretty much anywhere. Many new sash. Yeah. yeah. All right. Now let's get into my interview with Anna Swee. Anna Sui is a genius coach, an international writer, speaker, and serial entrepreneur. She is the founder of the Intuitive Business School and her best-selling book, Shadow Magic, Turn Your Fear into Fuel and Create a Prosperous Coaching Business, shows readers how to overcome their personal self-sabotage and build a thriving career in business. And at the end of this episode, she will give you a link where you can actually download basically half of this book for free, which I already did. And don't forget to tune into the Wingnut Premium episode where we continue our conversation. All right, Wingnuts helping and welcoming Anna Sweet to the Wingnut Social Podcast. Hey there, Anna Sweet. Welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. How the hell are you? Oh my gosh, Darla, I'm feeling good today. Oh, oh, that's great that you're feeling good. I actually am too. I was just telling the Wingnuts how I can't believe it's 55 degrees in May in Maryland, so you can't beat that with a stick. I'm certainly not sweating uh, yet, although I can't have AC in my podcast. But today we're talking about something that's near and dear to my heart, and probably a lot of the listeners can relate. Uh, we're talking about sabotage and self-sabotage, and I love that you... You put it in a, a term of a, like a shadow. It's a shadow that we carry with us with sabotage. So before we dig in, tell the listeners a little bit about you and your experience, and we'll get going. Are you game? Yes, I am so game. And you know, I'm getting kind of a little bit sweaty, which is great, because <laughs> I think actually Maryland was the first place that I ever experienced the meat sweats. <laughs> <laughs> the meat sweats. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't know it was a thing, but my boyfriend's from Alabama, currently fiancé, and he's like, Anna, do you know that feeling when you eat so much meat, you start sweating? And I was like, no, I actually don't know that feeling. And it happened. <laughs> Wait, oh, okay. I get that all the time because I'm an avid steak connoisseur. I love, I oh, love yeah. a good ribeye. Meat sweats are a thing. They're, they're, they're real. It's a real thing. <laughs> I think it burns calories too. Oh, don't tell me that. <laughs> all right. So tell us a little bit about your experience with this and then we'll dive in. Oh, nice. Yeah. So um, I've been a serial entrepreneur uh, for most of my life. I founded Beijing's first health tech platform. I did a um, cigar import business, a micro store um, from Italy um, to the US with one of my close friends. And uh, I've been coaching, uh, doing executive coaching, business coaching for um, almost nine years now. And the reason the, the shadow work came about is I'm trained in energy healing I'm also trained in something called the Akashic Records. And I noticed with a lot of my clients who are business owners that, you know, 
they know what to do, right? Like they know what to do to get to where they need to go. But every time we're about to do a launch, or every time after they have a lot of success, something happens. It's like this wall comes down. And they start thinking in circles. They start second guessing themselves. They start wondering, wait, can I do this again? And this, this thing about self sabotage kicks in. And I noticed that happened with almost everyone that I've worked with, myself included, because I recognized this from when I was doing startups. And it's just something that I really dived into and I have a really good relationship with. And so I decided to write a book on it, basically of case studies, because when we don't realize that we're sabotaging ourselves, we can really get down on ourselves, right? Like I'm not good enough. I just wasn't meant for this. Everyone else can do it except for me, but really it's just our inner saboteur working. It's true. I do this all the time. I'll have something or a a terrific podcast, but almost every podcast, and it's not self-sabotaging so much maybe from this aspect, but I go and I'm like, oh my gosh, can I repeat the same? You know, am I going to be on my game? When you are, (laughs) you just are. Or what I find it manifests itself with me more, more so is procrastination instead of actually getting work done. And I've been working on this. I have some tools and some apps that help me focus on my procrastination, but I just won't, I won't get it done. (laughs) Even though I know I'm supposed to do it or I'll do things last minute. And yeah, but you're still busy. You're still doing a lot of stuff, right? But you know. Yeah, exactly. And you have that, you have that feeling like, oh, I did stuff. I was busy, but did you really? Were you really productive? And I think that that's something that most of us in in the audience have experienced or do. But that's something that's I think that a lot of us do every day, like little things, but let's dig in a little bit deeper about self-sabotage, about uh, if you have something or if you're running a business to where you're maybe some of the damage or some of the things to your psyche or some of the self-talk and how you're beating yourself up are actually not small things. Maybe you're not procrastinating doing things last minute or things, but still getting it done, but actually harming the business. Why would anyone who gets into business, why would a business owner harm themselves or the business through self-sabotage to the point of maybe they're not making the income or the business won't be a success? Isn't that something all business owners want is success and to make money? And what is the divide there? That is a great question (laughs) because I know everyone who's listening to this podcast and I know everyone who follows you, you know, we have goals, right? They have desires. They have big visions, big dreams, and they want to help other people and they want to grow their business. So it really doesn't make sense, right? Why there's a part of us that kind of keeps on fighting us or that resists big amounts of money or getting clients in an easy way. So why is that? And I love what you said. Why would a part of us want to hurt ourselves Mm -hmm. or to hurt our business? And that's so spot on, Darla, because our shadow comes from these unconscious parts of ourselves, these inner woundings where it's more the stuff where we don't feel like we deserve it or we feel like we need to give so much. So the overgivers and the people pleasers, right? I have to overgive, especially if I raise my prices, right? Or especially if I'm putting down clear boundaries of I only work five days a week. So in those five days, I need to give so much more. So the parts of us that are insecure, that don't feel fully confident, that don't feel fully loved, and especially in the world of marketing, I know a lot of entrepreneurs, they're afraid of really being visible and seen for who they really are, for maybe maybe they have beliefs that are contrarian, right? And I know your podcast is a little contrarian and super sexy, and I love that, right? It's your truth. And so many people are afraid to really be seen as who they are because there's a part of them that's like, well, if I do that, then I'll get judged, right? right. Or if I share too much, then people will steal it. It's, <laughs> it's these things, these weird thoughts that we have, and it comes from this unconscious part of us that's actually just kind of scared. Is that all it is? They're scared? And is that's part of it? To, they're scared if they get to the place, they can't maintain it, or they're going to be judged by peers, friends, family, you name it. 
Yeah. And I think we all know those inner thoughts. I think we all have an idea of our shadows uh, because, you know, when we're about to show up in our business, what stops you, right? Mm-hmm. Where do you kind of allow yourself to be seen, but then you don't really share the other stuff. I know people who won't show up on social media without makeup, right? Or without a perfect background, or they're saying the things that they might believe in, but it's not their a- actual genius, but they know that their clients or their audience want to hear it. And the opportunity cost of that is you don't really get to fully find who you really are and this magnetic message that only you can offer to the world. So our shadows kind of keep us doubting ourselves. Our shadows give us these really extreme thoughts. Like if I don't do this, then I'm going to fail, right? Or if I don't work hard enough, then all my money will go away. So our shadows thinks uh, allow us to think in extremes. And it's a feeling of almost holding back. It's, oh, I want this. I have a client who has a TED talk and she's like, I want the biggest slice of cake. When she was little, she's like, I want the biggest slice of cake. And now she's like, no, 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 no. You know, I don't want to do that. Right. I I don't want to offend anyone. I don't want to be seen as greedy. Really? So that's the shadow holding us back because it's trying to keep us safe from, from judgment or from whatever the projected fears are. I will say that the shadow never holds me back from having the biggest piece of cake. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I love about you. (laughs) I never have that issue at all. You know, a lot of clients come to us at Wingnut. What you said really resonated with me. They don't want to do video unless they're fully made up or they don't want to show up. They want everything has to be perfect and they're planning and they're planning and they're planning and it never gets done. And that's also a form of self-sabotage and excuses getting made that, you know, you're just afraid to do it. You know, it's never going to be perfect. It's better just to get out there and do it. it it's never going to be perfect. Just get it, get out there. And I used to do that before I started getting comfortable with being on camera and being on video. I had to have my hair done so perfect. I had to make up them. Then I started saying, you know, screw it. Who cares? This is how I look from day to day in real life. I mean, I have a teeny bit of makeup on, nothing crazy. <laughs> and I just get it done. And it's, it wasn't until I got comfortable with being myself and just saying what I wanted to say and how I wanted to look. And I'm not saying go out there and look like a slob. You want to present yourself. But, you know, it started taking off and people started following and really diving into why I was an interior designer. With my business in Florida, Darla Powell uh, Interiors, and it wasn't until I started showing up on video and being authentic and and not being afraid and not procrastinating and waiting for the perfection and just doing it, I started really getting the clients off of social which is my main channel. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I think your ideal clients really want your essence. They really want to know who you are. Right. And so it, it takes a bit of bravery, but when you sense that you really want to say this or show up in this way and something holds you back, that's part of your shadow. And that's definitely part of, it's also part of our ego that keeps us kind of in this little container, the safe container. Mm-hmm. And it's a great place to be, right? You can you can survive there. I don't think you can thrive there, but you just can't grow and you can't really connect with these ideal clients that really want to see you. And that's their standard, right? They want someone who's confident and they want someone who's comfortable being who they are. At what point do you call it? And by that, what I'm saying, you know what I mean? Like if you're, okay, I have all these plans. I want to do this business, but you're waiting for, perf- I have a friend who does that and never really starts anything because something always comes up and blocks them. And and she's wondering, do I even really want to do it? What kind of introspect is there? You know, what point do you call it and say, you know what, maybe that that isn't for me. Maybe that isn't something that I want to do. Maybe this other path, this more comfortable path is for me. And that's plenty okay. Oh, absolutely. So this is a really interesting conversation because we do have these ego goals 
And especially like as women, sometimes we see other women and they're like out there killing it and we compare ourselves and it's like, oh, I want that, right? I'm in the coaching industry and almost every coach is like, I want to be a million dollar coach, right? I want to be the seven figure coach, eight figure coach, yep. because that's kind of the people who are, you know, successful, right? In that world. But actually, if you like hone into what you really want, do you really want that lifestyle, right? Do you really have that much space in your container that you're basically working all the time, right? And so there's a, a really good idea um, where you you look at the lifestyle of someone who has what you want, and then you're like, wait, does that really is that something that I really want, or is that just an ego goal, right? It's just something that I feel like, you know, having a six pack. I wanted a six pack, like abs, yeah. for the longest time, and then I was like, wait, nothing in my behavior or psychology aligns <laughs> with that, and I'm actually really happy with who I am and how I look, and like the the squishiness that's there. <laughs> and so that was an ego goal, right? I wanted to look like everyone on Instagram. Yeah. I wanted to look like this in a bikini, but our soul goals, right? Our inner goals, the, the goals that really allow us to feel the way that we want to feel. I just want to feel comfortable my body. And if I feel comfortable and confident in my body, that is my goal. And so I think you strike up a really good question, which is to know what you really want. And sometimes you don't know until you do it, until you take the first step to try it out. And this is me coming from that startup space. If you're like, well, maybe I want to rebrand. I want to try on this type of persona. Just do it for a little bit and then see if it, if it works for you. And if not, then you know. Right. So don't let your shadows hold you back. I have two things. First of all, I do have a six pack in the refrigerator, a beer. Second, <laughs> I was going to say, that's impressive. Tell me your secrets. I used to have a six pack. I legit did used to have a six pack like 40 pounds ago. Okay. So this is very interesting to me. So, and it segues into when do you know when you call it? And how do you know the difference between it being self sabotage to, okay, you're doing self-harm because on the other side of this is great. You know, you're doing great business. You can be happy and everything. All your goals are, are met. You can be comfortable. Or if that's inner voice trying to tell you something, I'll give you just a little bit of background. So I had Darla Powell Interiors and Wingnut Social. And on Darla Palantiers, I was doing a lot of delegating, a lot of delegating and not sabotaging so much, but I wasn't really that hands-on. And the reason was because, first of all, I was spread too thin between Wingnut Social, the marketing agency, and my design business. Second of all, I loved Wingnut so much more than I did doing mm. the design business. So there's a part of me, I guess, if you, you could look at it and say I was self-sabotaging the design business, but mm. – uh, also, I wanted to do just wingnut. I really, that's where my heart lied. That's, and there was a part of me that just wanted to let Darla Palantiris go and, and focus on wingnut. And I'm so much happier just doing wingnut social. But what kept you from making that jump? So what kept you from being like, okay, I can give up this business and go to wingnut? That, that's a terrific question. First of all, because I thought, I, you know, you do, to your point, see other women who are doing it all. They're out there, they can run everything, do it all. And there was a part in me that was like, am I going to be seen as less than by letting one of them go and following my passion and following what makes me happy, which is not the case. Everybody's been like, oh my gosh, you know, that's so great that you're, you've chosen what you're the happiest with and nothing but terrific comments and compliments. But there was part of that hanging over me. How, what are the optics going to be on that? How is that going to be perceived? And is it the right call? Is it what, you know, because I have retired from another career to do the design and by the grace of God, you know, the marketing fell upon me and it's it's my true passion, what I love. And I, I still do love interior design, but from a business standpoint, Wingnut Social is heaven for me. I love it. So, you know, you know what I'm saying? So, how, oh, how yeah. do we decipher 
if it's not just the universe telling you, hey, maybe this is the direction you want to go to, it, you know, versus um, get your <laughs> together and go out there. <laughs> That's kind of a heady question, I know, but I'm just curious to hear your thoughts on it. Oh, yeah. And you know, this is such a perfect question because I, th- I feel like you can just feel into the energy of it, right? So when you talk about wingnut and everyone can just feel, I could feel it. And you're like, oh, I love, you know, this is where I can be myself. And I just loved it, right? And of course, you love your design business too, right? That's why you created it. But if you just feel into the energetics, it feels so different. So truly, this is the thing. money and success can come very easily to us, meaning it can come in a way of us doing what we love. It really can. But we have so much almost like um, uh, fear or guilt or doubt. And th- these are the shadows, right? That's like, no, you can't do that, right? People will look at you in a different way. They won't think you're that successful. They'll ask what's wrong with you, right? They'll wonder why you did this. <laughs> they ask that anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's just, exactly. People will never stop saying their thing. When you feel into the fears and when it stops you, that's when you know. And most people who've come back to me after reading Shadow Magic, they realize they're like, and I didn't realize how much of my fear was running my business. I couldn't say this in my business because I was afraid of what people would think. I couldn't raise my prices because I was afraid no one could afford them. I couldn't do this. I couldn't do. If you're you're kind of surrounding yourself with things that you can't do because right? And it doesn't feel good, then probably it's time to take a moment and just take a breath and realize, oh, maybe my fear is actually running the show. Maybe I'm not the one running my life, running my business. Mm -hmm. And you can really feel into what that feels like. It feels very restrictive. It feels like you're kind of bound up, right? It feels like if you don't do this and you're going to fail, it's very, it's not a good feeling. Right. And now I would love to ask you, darling, like now that you're just full on wing nut, (laughs) right? Full on wing nut. Yeah. How does it feel? It feels amazing. And I'm making more money. I'm way happier, a lot less stress. We're hiring again. And I get up in the morning and I start work, but it doesn't feel like work. I just love what I do. And I did love the creative process for the interior design, but I know you designers out there listening is not always fun. It's like I always equated it to working at Disney World. You go to Disney World and you have a great time, but when you work there, I'm sure it turns into a different animal. <laughs> That's actually a great. I never thought about that. That's a great point. Right? So, you know, hand-holding and some of the clients and the logistics and everything. Not that all my cl- my clients were bad. They were all lovely. <clears throat> but it, it's just it's a different animal. And I, I just love the marketing more. I love the design industry. I love designing for my house. I love designing for my friends and my family. And I I still do intend on taking Darla Powell home, which is what it's called now, into like a lifestyle and home brand, but less working with clients. (laughs) I think we're sensing a pattern here. Uh, (laughs) But I love working with wingnut clients. I do. It's, It's a whole different game there. But I just... I, I forgot your question, but that was going on. <laughs> you just said it, and yeah. that's exactly it. Okay, in the pre-roll, I told you guys about Desi Creswell. You know, she's been a sponsor of the show for a while. She's a good friend of the show. You have downloaded her daily planner by now, I would hope so. That's at uh, DesiCreswell.com forward slash daily planner. But now she has her DesiCreswell.com slash focus fix starting on June 14th, Monday through Friday, live on Instagram at 1.15. She's doing a 15-minute course a day on a focus fix. And some of the things that she's going to cover are things like planning ahead for results and clarity, say no to your distractions and yes to your goals, eliminate reactivity and be productive, right? Don't just sit around and wait for things to happen. Get out there and make them happen. That would be my interpretation or at least what I would like to work on. Tools when motivation is lacking, Good Lord, do we need that? And how to stop 
procrastinating and be proactive. Now you can just go over there and you can follow Dizzy on Instagram and you can watch all this till the cows come home. And um, now you can go over there and follow it on Instagram at Desi Cresswell and take part in these daily 15 minute classes. So if you're struggling with overwhelm, if you have that ping pong feeling in your head that just is making you jump from one task to the next and you're feeling busy, 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 but nothing's getting done and you're falling down rabbit holes, go and check that out. I can't recommend Desi enough. She's a very brilliant coach. Her clients speak very highly of her. If you're an interior designer and you are struggling with any of these, run, don't walk, starting on June 14th at 1.15 p.m. daily. And be sure to register at dizzycresswell.com forward slash focus fix. And a lot of times, most of the time, if we make that jump, even if it's just a small step and then another small step and then another small step, you start feeling this charge because what you do gives you energy. And I'm, I'm sure running Wingnut is not, you know, just uh, peaches and cream and it's just rainbows every day, right? There's things you have to of do. Of course. But the thing is, you love, it still gives you energy. Yep. Even if you do admin stuff, whatever, it still gives you energy yep. because it's the thing that you want to do. Absolutely. And it happened for a reason. So I was a police officer. I retired to do the design and loved it and was super energized about it. The wingnut side happened organically. So that was, again, the universe speaking to me and leading me to where I wanted to go. Maybe it wasn't a plan exactly, but I, I do think that happens. And getting back to my friend, Maybe it's about maybe she doesn't want to do the design so much. Maybe she I think she's an actually I do think she's in a similar situation. There's other loves, other creative loves she has. And I think she's thinks she's thinking about how will that be perceived? She should she's shooting on herself. She should be doing design. She should be doing and she's sabotaging actually both branches of what she's doing because she's not happy with where she is. Oh yeah. And you said it, you said she's like wondering how she'll be perceived. Mm -hmm. And so often we externalize, we give our power away, right. To this perception of other people's perception. And the, the secret that I found is whatever you do, whoever you are, if you can just back yourself up with confidence, right. And this is why I'm a coach and this is why I'm always hiring coaches. Sometimes we need someone, someone else's confidence on loan for a little bit. But if you show up with that confidence, people receive you in a completely different way. You know, 100%. If you believe in yourself and you're firing on all cylinders, all your chakras are aligned, however you want to say it, you are definitely received differently. I have a coach. I, I coach people on marketing, on social media marketing all the time. But I have a coach. She has a coach. I think it's just really important. Like, I loved how you said that to be, have them on loan, have that energy on loan to have that, you know, reassurance and have that backup. And uh, people have different paradigms. They can say something you were like, aha, you know, I didn't, I didn't see things that way. And I think that's super important to have that feedback on there. And let me ask you, is this more of a phenomenon for women than men? Where do, where does that fall? So we all have uh, these shadows, these unconscious parts of us. Women tend to be more surrounded by it. And uh, we we all, not just women, but we all inherit shadows from our family, from our culture, from our lineage, from our place of birth, from our religion, from all of us, right? And so sometimes we have these uh, these unconscious beliefs that stop us. And we're like, where do they come from? And it comes from our parents, maybe our parents' money stories. Um, maybe it's, I know a lot of friends who uh, really are gifted intuitives, uh, but they grew up in very religious backgrounds. And so they had these thoughts of, I am a horrible person, right? I'm going to go to hell. And it's like, where do I get these thoughts from? Right. And it's, and so they cut off their intuition, but it's really these like unconscious shadows from 
their religion, right? Or from their community, whatever it is. And so with women, I find the biggest shadows with women, uh, people pleasing. So women, we feel like we have to, uh, put up a certain, um, like a certain persona or we have to be nice all the time. Right. And even if it's like we have clients and maybe we do have clear boundaries, but we still have this tendency to people please and overgive. That's kind of the shadow of uh, the feminine. Mm-hmm. And also um, we give at the cost of ourselves. And so if you're listening and you're just like looking at your calendar and you're like, when do I have time for myself? <laughs> right. Or you think about tomorrow and you're just already stressed. Chances are you're probably overgiving, you're overdoing. And the flip side of that is to really carve out and own that you are important and your self-care is the most important thriving factor of your business and your life. So with women, that's probably one of the top ones that I see. Okay. Awesome. I love that input. And what can we do? What steps can we take when we we kind we know it? We, we all know when we're doing, you know, when we're self-sabotaging. It's not rocket science. If you know you're supposed to be doing something or you're doing something else to the detriment of your business or because you think you're you know, bad self-talk or you're shooting or whatever, what are some steps that we can take to mitigate that and to, to move forward? I love this concept of connecting with your inner saboteur. So it's actually connecting with that voice that is unconsciously sabotaging you, right? That's like, don't do this, right? Don't, don't go on the run. Just eat this cake instead or whatever it is. I'm just talking my personal story. And if you actually connect with that voice and you ask, Hey, what's, what's going on? You know, why do you want me to sabotage my health? And you will find it's the most interesting thing. And almost everyone I talk to, whether they're intuitive or not intuitive, they actually get this response. They're having this conversation with this part of themselves. And maybe that part of themselves is saying, hey, it's not, it's not safe for you to be fully in your body. It's not safe for people to look at you. It's not safe for you to be glowing and healthy because something bad could happen, right? And it's like, where the heck did that come from? And then usually you get full body chills, but then you know. So the most important thing is awareness so that you know when your saboteur creeps up, you know when this is happening so that you can almost like plan around it, right? You can really be consciously living because the saboteur isn't, it isn't always bad. Our shadows aren't bad. They're actually also very seductive. Our shadows are the the parts of us that also connect to the wounds of other people. And so with clients, when they're about to do a launch, all these thoughts and fears come up and they're like, I can't do it because I'm freaking out because I feel like a fraud because, you know, I don't, you know, all of the things that I'm like, great, write that down because your clients are probably thinking the exact same thing. (laughs) And so shadow marketing is really powerful. And that's why the first step is building a relationship with these parts of us that the deeper your relationship the more you can really get into the juiciness of the human experience and the psyche. I love that. And I have to say what you just said really resonated with me and go back to the safety. Maybe you're not, it's not a safe space to look good or to have the attractive or to have the attention, I should say. And that resonates with me so much because back in my childhood, I had unwanted attention, unwanted male attention more so. And even now, and that was really manifesting in a lot of the self-sabotage. It wasn't the universe speaking saying do wingnut. But, you know, do I want people paying attention? Do I want to be on stage? Do I want to be the center of attention? And of course, in a cognitive level, I do. That's part of the success of my business, my consulting, my coaching, my brand. But there's a part of me that I struggle with all the time. It's like, you know, you're safe. You're a grown-ass woman <laughs> yeah. and you're safe. Yeah. I sometimes will still pick the cake, though, instead of going for a run. But if you needed to hear that out, out there, this is for you. And if you have any questions, you can email me at darlatwingnetsocial.com. I'm happy to collaborate and talk to you about it. 
So we were listening to our, our shadow. We're having this conversation. We have the realization, okay, this is why I'm doing this. I'm going to talk to you, but I'm going to move beyond it because I know on a cognitive level, spiritual level, that I need to overcome it and do these other things for my business because I'm good enough. You know, I'm pretty enough. God darn it, people like me, right? Stuart Smalley from Saturday Night Live. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the zone of genius. And I don't want to get too much into it because I want to tease it for the Wingnut Premium episode, which is going to happen today with Anna Swee. And if you're not a Wingnut Premium member, go to wingnutpremium.com. You can get this extra bonus information. But I've told the, the listeners, one of my favorite books of all time that helped me with my business is The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And he talks about the zone, your zone of genius. Is this something similar? What are we going to get into on the premium episode? Oh, so your zone of genius. So I love that book too, but my frustration with that book, and I want to see if you feel the same way, is I, I felt like I didn't know how to get to my zone of genius, right? It felt like kind of this abstract thing. And I was like, I get zone of excellence, but what does zone of genius mean? <laughs> and that was actually something that I was struggling with for most of my uh, life and most of my coaching career. And then finally, in the midst of my struggle, I really developed a process that helped people connect to their actual zone of genius and connect to their genius flow, which is like a magical space where things happen. Love it. Okay. So that's something we're going to be talking about is since you're kind enough to hang out for the premium episode. So if you're a premium listener, go over there and check that out. And um, I want to ask you now if there's anything that I forgot to ask you about self-sabotage that you think the listeners need to hear before we get into the What Up Wingnut round. Oh, so for everyone here, know that it's not you. You're not wrong in some way or you're not not meant for success. We just have these parts of us. It wants to keep us safe right? And the more that you can open yourself up to getting to know yourself as this multifaceted being, there's parts of you that want one thing and parts of you that want another thing. And if you can open yourself up to just having a conversation with these parts of you, just know that you are the one in charge at all times. And you're not crazy, right? You're not, you're not destined to be poor and broken, whatever, and struggle. No, that's not the case. It's just simply your shadows. They're trying to help you. So just have a conversation with them. Just connect with these different parts of you and you'll become a more cohesive, stronger, whole person. And that's super magnetic. I love that. That's beautiful. And I know that's helped a lot of listeners in the audience. Now I have to ask you, are you ready for the What Up Wingnut round? Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Now it's time for What Up Wingnut. Wingnut. All right. What would the hashtag on your tombstone be? Hashtag zero f given. <laughs> love it. Love it. You're stuck on a deserted island and can have only one of your favorite foods. What is it? Uh, it would be fried chicken and mashed potatoes. Oh my God. You're my spirit animal. <laughs> I love it. Last but not least, please recommend a book that has had an impact on you either personally or professionally. Yes. I love this book, How to Improve Your Marriage Without Talking About It. I'm not currently married yet, but this book... I mean, it just gives you so much in, insight into the psyche of your partner. It's great. How to improve your marriage without talking about it. Who's the author? The author is Patricia Love and Stephen Stosny. Okay. Well, you know, that's great that you're reading that because you're, you're, aren't you recently engaged? Yes, recently engaged. <laughs> is, he, is, he, is he reading it too or? <laughs> that's actually a great point, Darla. <laughs> I use the book and I just like, you know, spout out certain things. Yeah, oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> Awesome. Okay. And please tell the wingnuts listening with and go out to find out more about your book and your awesome sauce services. And then we'll head on over to Wingnut Premium and we'll talk about our zone of genius. Yes. Uh, all your listeners, they can actually download half the book for free. Cool. And in there, there's worksheets, there's uh, self-assessments, there's tools. And as, I mean, I think 
think it's a pretty entertaining book. So you can just go to annasui.com, A-N-N-A-T-S-U-I.com forward slash book, and then you can download uh, half of it for free. All right. That's pretty cut and dry. Thank you so much for being an amazing guest. And I'll meet you over at Wingnut Premium. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. I have to tell you, Anna Sui really resonated with me, a lot of her stories. I was sitting here going, raising, you can't see, but she she and I could see each other because it's on video here, so we can communicate, and I'm raising my hand saying, oh my God, that's me, oh my God, that's me, <laughs> or it's someone, if it's not me, it's a friend, it's something I know, and I know that it had to resonate with you out there. I know that there are people out there that needed to hear this episode today. And seriously, I mean, if you want to reach out to me and have any kind of conversations on sabotage or getting out there and feeling unsafe, hit me up, Darla at wingnutsocial.com. I can tell you what I do to help, and it's not always perfect. I still struggle with things from day to day, but I think it's just getting out there and actually doing it and talking to yourself and getting past it and still getting the work done. I think that's, you can't be too hard on yourself. You have to say, you know what? We're out here. We're doing it. Hell freaking yeah, right? I almost said the other word, but it just would have been beeped. So it's no really no big deal. Also, Anna carries on the conversation. We had an excellent, excellent conversation about genius and finding your zone of genius. And she deconstructed me. She had some questions and she actually caught me I didn't even catch myself doing something that we were just saying that a lot of creatives do. I was talking, I was getting into it, into the conversation, and she's like, there you go, you just did it. And I'm like, I'll be damned if I didn't. So it was very illustrative of some of the mistakes we make as creatives in this industry and charging our worth and her process, her steps she has for figuring out what it is that you want to do in this life that can be make you the most hap- happy, that can give you the energy and help others brilliant. Super, super brilliant. It's one of my favorite interviews to date for sure. Again, you can check that out at wingnutpremium.com. If you're not a member, go over there and check it out. Not only do you get extra content like today's episode with Anna Sui, but you get monthly webinars or masterminds, a monthly content planning calendar, and so, so, so much more. So go and check that out, wingnutpremium.com. And that is it for this week. I'll see Premium Wingnuts over in the next show. Remember to go out there, get uncomfortable, and be great. You've reached the end of this episode of Wingnut Social, but that's only the first step into accelerating your business the Wingnut way. Head on over to wingnutsocial.com to see how we can help you take your business from social mediocre to social media master. I'm a regular Beethoven, I like to think. Also, I'm sweating a lot less in Maryland, but still sweating. Head on over to www... No, don't do the Ws. No one does Ws anymore. What are we, old? Let's do what all the cool kids are doing. Good boy, Mango.